Big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoons. It's Kenny and JT on News Talk 1480 WHBC. James with a rip away. LeBron in full flight. Flight number 23 exploded off the runway. And what coming? What a virtuoso performance from the megastar in wine and gold. Yeah, I'm a little partial. I think he's the best play-by-play guy the Cavs have ever had on TV. Worked with him at WKNR on the radio. Currently working with him with the Reg Eye and Rhoda podcast. And joining us right now via the hotline is Michael Reg Eye to talk about the King LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record last night. Reg, thanks for joining us here on the Kenny and JT Show. How are you? Kenny, JT, absolutely anytime. And uh, thanks for the kind words on that. And uh, Those are uh, fantastic memories for me back in LeBron's first uh, four years that uh, – he came in the NBA with the Cavaliers. So uh, what a what a remarkable time, huh? Reg, great to hear from you. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I was telling Kenny a couple of minutes ago, I used to go to a number of Final Fours. And mm-hmm. we were at the Final Four in 2003. It's in New Orleans. And I'm watching these players. And we had all heard LeBron James. I grew up in Canton, okay? So I was there when Shaq came down to see him play a couple of times, whatever it was. And we knew the hype. But when you look at the 2003 draft and you think about that Final Four and Syracuse wins it, Carmelo Anthony's a stud. The best player I had ever seen at that point in college basketball was Mm -hmm. Dwayne Wade. But that draft is littered with a lot of players. Why did they know, how did they know it was going to be LeBron James? I think the most impressive thing about him, um, JT, and as you said, you saw him in, in high school as did I, what always Stuck out to me, the the physical, that's a given. The physical mm-hmm. was just uh, otherworldly. But, you know, Kenny JT, uh, I, he had savant-like qualities in his understanding and uh, his ideals of how the game should be played. And, and even more than how spectacular he was physically, that stood out to me. And then even at, you know, 18 years of age and coming into the NBA, now there were some, you know, let's say that he and, he and the late, great Paul Silas, his first Cavalier head coach, they, they sparred a little bit, shall I say, whether that was on the, uh, you know, the practice floor, on a shoot-around before a game in the locker room. and, and But it was all about Paul knew. He understood that, um, all right, you're coming in the NBA and you got all of this tremendous physical talent, but I want you to be able to show, you know, what your your – great understanding is of, of how the game should be played and the qualities that you have that you're able to do that with that others aren't. And that's why I said, guys, it was a savant-like quality to me. You know, Kenny, you and I have talked about this a lot. You know, LeBron understanding angles, where the ball needs to be passed to, facing of the floor. I was if it's possible, but I mean this, I was more impressed with that as an 18-year-old, him coming into the NBA, than I was with the uh, the sheer physical gifts that he possessed. He 
Um, and I always felt, you know, just from from that capacity, just unlike any other that I'd ever been around in in, uh, in watching an, a player come into the NBA and, and develop the way he did. Reg, I mentioned this to JT earlier and uh, weigh in on this. I was trying to think of another athlete who came into his sport with as much hype and not only uh, matched the hype but has surpassed it like LeBron did last night now as the all-time leading scorer in, in NBA history. Is there somebody else? Is it Tiger Woods? Are those the only two that came into their sport with that hype and they maybe surpassed uh, you know, the expectations and, and the hype that was the, you know, they had coming in? Yeah, yeah, possibly so, Kenny. But, again, you're talking about an individual sport, right? And and in the case of Tiger Woods, and now a team sport. And then that's why, um, again, I, I, you know this, I put such a premium. When you're the guy, I put a major premium on winning because you know you've got that hype and you know what's going to be expected of you. And, Kenny, we've seen many that have kind of folded up, right, with that kind of pressure. And yeah. not able then to do that. Um, LeBron did, and he did it, as I said, because I think it's about the way that he um, just got given abilities, but the conditioning of his mind to, as I mentioned a moment ago, understand what everything was needed during the course of a game to be able to have your team be successful. And uh, that was incredible to me when he came into the league as an 18 year old. And, of course, it's done nothing but grow. Reg, the conditioning of his mind and his body as well. I mean, a 20-year career, this guy's got – he's not showing any signs of slowing down. Is he to you at all? Can't be. Not really. I, you know, when he, uh, if you're looking at it from that perspective, I, if he wants to, it seems like he does. I mean, I firmly believe that he can go at this level for uh, another – he'll be 40 in another couple of years. It seems like he can certainly uh, go – that long and play at this premium level and that's the thing and Kenny this is something that um, that I know you and I have talked about but if you recall when LeBron came into the league that first year again with Paul Silas and that Cavalier team now they didn't make the playoffs of course now we averaged right at 21 points per game five boards six assists but Kenny the thing that stuck and JT the thing that stuck out to me if you remember LeBron only shot 41% from the floor and 29% from three. And I'll remember, I remember discussing with him as that year was coming to a close, you know, about uh, what are you going to do in this offseason? And, and, and I remember him saying, right guy, I'm going to take thousands and thousands and thousands of shots every day because I got to be able to become – you know, the power was there, his ability even at 18 years old, at probably 235, 240 when he came in the NBA. Now he's 260. But that ability was there, but he knew he had to shoot the basketball better. And uh, for that reason, uh, he worked it. He worked it hard. And, you know, he came back in that second year. He took that field goal percentage up, fellas, from 41% up to almost 48%. And the threes from 29% up to 35%. So even though he had all of these God-given remarkable physical skills, he knew I got to be able to shoot the basketball better from the perimeter, you know, from 
uh, right near the free throw line out to the three-point line. He did that. He worked on that. He increased it. And so the way that his game took off there, shooting the ball from year one to year two and beyond, and I don't know, guys, I don't think he's been less than 46% field goal for shooting through the course of his entire career. Um, and, and so to me, that's something that, uh, there again, there's the part of it that he realized I got to get better at, I got to shoot the ball better from, you know, uh, uh, in that, uh, that 12 foot range out to jump shots out to the three point line. And he went to work on it. And, uh, uh to me, that's a big part of the, where his game took off. And that really started to happen in year two with the Cavaliers. All right, let me steal one of your phrases then. When was it apparent for you that Flight 23 was going to take off and arguably become the greatest of all time? I started thinking about it, uh, you know, I'd say between that year two and year three. Now, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, I was thinking about, oh, he could be the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you're talking a huge road there, but... I guess JT, it was obvious that listen, um, he's got he's got a chance because of his physical gifts to be not only an elite player but an all-time elite mm-hmm. player. But again, I'm just speaking for myself here. I always equate that to to with winning, though, right? When you're playing a team sport, for me, and that's why you know, right? You know, uh, whether you think LeBron's the greatest of all time or Jordan's the greatest of all time. Um, Jordan went to six finals and won them all. Did he not, Kenny? Yes, he did. Yeah. So, I mean, I I put a big premium in that. Um, You know, because if you're playing a team sport and you're the guy, well, then you're expected and and required to lead your your, your team uh, to greatness, lead your team to championships. So, you know, again, I'm going to always equate a team sport with that, the ability to how you lead your team to be an ultimate winner. So, Brown did a fantastic job with that. I mean, they got better year in and year out here with the Cavaliers and, of course, took them to year four to make the playoffs. But um, once they did that, uh, they started to take off. No question about it. Michael Regai, our guest, former Cavaliers play-by-play announcer on TV, uh, covered the Cavs from 93 to 2006, had a front-row seat to watch the early years of LeBron James. Reg, from the games that you got to call on TV, what are maybe the top two or three uh, remembrances that you have from LeBron James that, that stick out in your mind? Yeah, Kenny, I, I mean, again, to, to me, there there were so many nights that he did things that you know, made me just go, uh, you know, mere mortals don't do that. But for me, I, I'm going to go right to the, uh, the playoffs, um, that series that they won against the Washington Wizards. I mean, you remember that? That was, uh, yeah. you know, the first time LeBron took the team to the playoffs and and, I mean, there were occasions that during that um, – particular playoff series and then even again against the Detroit Pistons in a series that they uh, you know when they wound up being eliminated that you just saw uh, again the ability now to not only be unstoppable and and go into the rim and uh, and being able to impose his will that way but as I just mentioned a moment ago he started to understand now that he had to be able to uh, make jump shots 
and not necessarily threes, but be able to make jump shots too. And so for that, I, I am automatically, a lot of thoughts for me go to that first time he was in the NBA playoffs as the Cavaliers first beat Washington and then uh, lost in that seven-game series to Detroit his first time in the playoffs. And then remember, Kenny, to the uh, the 25 straight uh, points, that was 25, yep. that he hit against the Detroit Pistons in the playoffs as well. Uh, that was a national game. I, I didn't call that one because it was uh, a national game that day. But, yeah, those are the kind of memories that will always stand in my mind at big moments, at special times, in big game situations with him. Let's talk about Rich. this record, this scoring record real quick, because it's a record that a lot of people, especially now, never thought would ever be broken. And seemingly, if you look at LeBron James's numbers, you could go back maybe three, four years and say, He's going to catch this thing, and he's going to break it. Can you think of anything else in sport, maybe Cal Ripken, that will never be broken but might be? Mm. Yeah, you know, it's hard to say that you can, uh, you know, foresee somebody now because let's say he plays another couple years. Well, he's, he's going to be – he'll be in, a, what, maybe 41,000 points then, right? 42. So, I mean, it's hard to say that we can, uh, you know, perceive of – of any current young player being able to stay durable for 20 years and basically average 30 points a night for 20 years to be able to do this. And, uh, and that's a big part of the reason why I think, you know, Kareem's what Kareem's mark has been since when 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at that. We're talking about three decades that took four decades for it to, uh, to be broken. So, you know, I, you, you want to never say never about anything in sports, guys, but I don't know. I don't know. It's going to have to take, um, you know, Herculean effort. And, and, and can you stay durable, too, to play for 20 years and average almost 30 points a night? I uh, I question that. And if somebody does it, you know, after we're all gone, uh, okay, that's great. You tip your cap. But I think it's going to be a hard one hard one to ever surpass what James has accomplished in setting the all-time NBA point record. Victor Wembanyama. That's the next name to remember, Reg, that's going to (laughs) come into this league with some hype. And whoever uh, is lucky enough to be the crappiest team this year and win the ping-pong ball battle, uh, they're going to get a chance to take Victor Wembanyama uh, as uh, the the next supposed superstar at 7'2 with guard-like skills. So uh, I'm curious to see how this kid comes in and plays and how he handles. And that's what's most impressive to me is how LeBron has handled all the hype, all the pressures, and has delivered a championship to three different teams. So every team he's played for, Michael, he's won at least one championship uh, and uh, is now the number one leading scorer and number four on the assist uh, list as well, which to me is mind-boggling and the only guy with 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. Well, yeah, and I don't think that. I I mentioned passing, right, about uh, uh, earlier in our conversation, uh, angles, spacing. How you, Kenny, you know, you like to shoot the basketball in your time. Didn't you like your, uh, was your point guard or whomever that uh, got you that basketball in your sweet spot right where you wanted it? And, that, and I, I I find that that's something, too, that I, I don't think gets talked about enough with regard to LeBron's game. What a Sunday. He really is transcendent in a guy that they said it about Magic Johnson, you know, um, uh, back in the during his time with the Lakers, he truly could play. 
uh, all five positions on the floor and uh, and did that during a championship year for the then L.A. Lakers back in the 70s. So I really think LeBron has, has that uh, same capability. And I've always loved watching him pass the basketball. And it didn't have to be, uh, like I said, coming down and uh, something where he, he threw a ball between his legs or behind his back or over his head. I'm just talking about running offense and his ability to get the basketball to guys he wanted to take shots, you know, and like I said, where they wanted it and with angles and spacing and where the defender was and all that in mind. I don't think that LeBron gets enough, uh, you know, kudos for that in the way that his, his game has evolved as well. Kenny, you mentioned the kid from France, and we know what's going to happen with the lottery, but we've already seen this. And it was Zion Williamson just a few short years ago. And what really makes LeBron James intriguing is the fact that for 20 years, no real bad injuries, didn't really miss a lot of time like Zion. That person's already been here, and you don't know even if he would have stayed healthy, could he be the next great thing in the NBA? You'll just never know. Well, no, we'll, you we'll don't, see. and that's the thing. Durability, mm-hmm. yeah. man. Uh, yep. You know, it's uh, – it, and LeBron has had that uh, that that great physical capability to do that, show up every night, be able to play, and and it means so much. And that's why you know, again, you're you're talking about almost two to twenty years now wow. for somebody that averaged thir- almost thirty points a night, and make sure by the way you play you know, at least seventy five of the eighty two games each and every year. Man, that's uh, that's not easily done, and 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 that's something that he's accomplished and uh, in, in great renown. And I think it's going to you know go down forever as him in that regard too. Showing up every night, playing the game with uh, a savant-like quality, and excelling the way he has. Michael Regai, our guest here on the Kenny and JT Show. You can follow him on Twitter, at Michael Regai. Also, you can check out the Regai and Rhoda podcast on the Press Play Podcast Network. We usually drop one uh, each and every week, and the next one we do, uh, we'll be talking about the Cavs, the trade deadline, and LeBron uh, you know, breaking this record. Now, I want to go back to one of the games you mentioned, Reg. You and I were there together. Chris Fedor, who is now the Cavaliers beat reporter, was with us that night, too, along with the, the ladies known as the, the Locomotion uh, at the Palace of Auburn. Hills, Michigan, when the Cavaliers were playing in Game 5 of the 2007 Eastern Conference Finals. Double overtime win, 25 straight points by LeBron in that game. 29 of the last 30, he scores 48 to lift them to a double overtime victory over those Detroit Pistons. And the last buckets he scored, Reg, I swear the ball was at the top of the square on one of those dunks, um, and he just single-handedly took the bad boys and, and dispatched of them, Mr. Big Shot and Rashid and all those guys, to me. And I know, uh, you know, the triple-double in Game 7, uh, you know, the 41, uh, you know, with Kyrie, those games stand out. But to me, that's still his greatest game. Uh, and I know he had a couple with Miami that were good as well. But for me, that's still the greatest single-game I've seen anybody play next to Magic Johnson's 42, 15, and 7 in game six uh, of the uh, 1980 NBA Finals. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's up there. There's no doubt about it. You're right. You and I shared that one uh, together. And and the thing about it is you mentioned, hey, listen, now that, that, that Detroit Pistons team at that time was no joke now. That was one of the best teams in the NBA. And then, yep. you know, defensively, that's where they like to, uh, you know, 
they like to make everybody know that we're going to beat you because you, you aren't going to go off on us. We're going to clamp you down. And every array imaginable of his offensive tool bag, LeBron put on display there. And as I said, to me, against one of the top defensive teams in the NBA. So, again, whether it was Payshawn Prince or Rip Hamilton guarding him that night, Kenny, if you, so he beats them and then he's got to go – and, and Ben Wallace is coming out to get him, right? Yep. Or yep. Rasheed Wallace. So, I mean, again, I I hold that as into a, a a greater sphere because of you're doing that against the best in the league and that end of the floor. So, yeah, that night is one that, uh, again, I, I think it's going to be hard to match or go above for anybody that, uh, you know, that had a chance to uh, to see that and uh, – witness the LeBron James greatness uh, to be able to take over a game like that. Hey, Reg, if I need you as my witness for that game where I uh, accidentally grabbed the rosin um, uh, bottle off the (laughs) scorer's table by the Cavaliers bench that LeBron was using that night when I want to sell it at an auction, can can I have you as my witness that that was exactly where I got it from? Of course you can. You know you can count on me because that's 100% the fact. That's where you got it from. Ask the janitor, you're going to throw this away? He said, yeah. Can I have it? Sure, take it. So I got the rosin from that night uh, when LeBron (laughs) went off uh, on that, along with some uh, interesting views from, uh, hey, JT, we had the the locomotion dance team from the uh, Detroit Pistons in front of us blocking our view for some of the night uh, when LeBron was scoring. So uh, we we were uh, uh, distracted uh, a number of times, but then we paid attention when it mattered most. Reg, as you watched last night, what went through your mind with the step back jumper from the foul line to surpass the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah I I guess his his entire journey and his entire ride and like you I first met him when he was a uh, a sophomore at Akron State Vincent St. Mary and uh, you know being told about uh, how good he was and then uh, having to to go to a practice to my relationship with uh, with Keith Dambrot you know who uh, at the time and and so yeah it's just the ride, Kenny, the entire journey, and like I said, of, uh, uh, you know, being able to uh, possess the qualities he did physically. But to me, you know, he's always going to be – I'm always going to remember him and always think of him too, even long when his playing days are over, as uh, one of the, the finest minds, one of the, the – just the, the – in the cerebral nature that he understood the right way and how the game was – needed to be played to be successful and um again you you know you combine that with all of the uh, innate physical ability and just the things that uh at that size that he's done i mean you know and again there's no disparity because i love but you know all the comparison was always you know magic johnson well you know i yeah their size is the same but you know uh, and i think you know, magic can even tell you lebron's uh, LeBron's elite athletic skills were far greater than Irvin's. Irvin's, you know, phenomenal basketball player. And again, Irvin, though, like LeBron, he might have been one of the, uh, the, the trendsetters in understanding every position on the floor, how you yeah. best make your teammates around you be championship level like you. But I mean, if you're just talking about athleticism now, 
I mean, there's no comparison there, um, you know, at that size, right? 6'9", um, the ability to uh, have the basketball in your hands or not and still impact the game. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, I just don't know if we're going to see that kind of combination going forward. Um, you mentioned the one young man's name, and, they, you know, the sports tells us we'll always, uh, as, as decades go by, there'll always be someone to come up. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's going to take a, a hell of a long couple of decade ride for anybody to surpass this, in, in, in my opinion. You know what's amazing, too? These numbers are only regular season games. Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. Yeah, Add on top right. of that, all the playoff games he's played in with 10 oh, finals appearances. Man. Amazing yeah. stuff. Hey, Reg, great stuff as always. Uh, wanted to get you on today because you were there when it first started uh, with LeBron James uh, calling the games uh, like nobody else could. We appreciate the time and the insight. I'll be in touch soon, buddy. We'll get that next podcast together, all right? Yes, for sure. I appreciate you guys. Always great to talk to you, Kenny and JT. And uh, keep on doing your thing, fellas. We'll talk to you soon. All right.